Welcome to Sykes, the Bottom Line Pharmacy Podcast, your regular dose of pharmacy CPA advice to fuel your bottom line, featuring pharmacists, key vendors, and other innovators. Your accounting is a mess. There's no need for you to stress. Go online and request from the best. We All right. Best. Good morning, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about the employee retention tax credit for startup businesses. We got a question on this. We had a previous podcast episode on employee retention tax credit for pharmacies, which quick summary there. Uh, many pharmacies just need to be very careful going for the employee retention tax credit. If you are trying to qualify yourself as a um, partial government, uh, partial shutdown due to a government order, that's going to be um, a, a very difficult thing to qualify for, for a pharmacy, not saying you don't qualify. It's going to be, it's just going to be difficult and you need to be careful if you are qualifying in that manner and using a third party um, to help you there. Um, the other way you can qualify outside of the partial shutdown is a full government shutdown, which pharmacies didn't have. And then the third way is the drop in gross receipts, which is a black and white kind of a, a test there. And if you certainly qualify with the drop in gross receipts, uh, no matter what that drop in gross receipts was for, um, you know, you certainly should go after employee retention tax credits up to $5,000 per employee in 2020 and up to $7,000 per employee per quarter in 2021. So the, the 2021 credits pretty daggone significant when you're thinking about it and if you qualify. So definitely look at it that way. Um, but guys, we did get that question after that episode on employee retention tax credit for startup businesses. And Bonnie, you work with a lot of startups, right? You, I do. You see this so, a lot. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that, Scotty. Um, I do work with a lot of startups. And so I know the rules are a little bit different with startup businesses. Um, were there any updates when it pertains to, you know, recovery of startup business? Yeah, so they did. They do have a provision in there in the uh, the. the regulations for startup businesses and to be a startup business you had to have opened your doors after february 15 2020 and you have to have less than a one million dollars in gross receipts um <clears throat> so if you're a startup pharmacy and you can check those two boxes um you may qualify you cannot qualify under this employee the startup business section if you have if you qualify using the other rules that I just went over, the sh full shutdown, the partial shutdown, or the um, drop in gross receipts. So if, if you don't qualify with those, but you did start after 2020, Feb February 15th, and you do have less than a million dollars of gross receipts in 2020, uh, 2021, um, you, you could certainly qualify with this credit. And it's capped at $50,000. So the employee retention tax credit for startup companies is capped at $50,000 for only the third quarter of 21 and the fourth quarter of 21. So there's only two quarters there that this is applicable for startup uh, pharmacies out there. Um, but if you're a startup pharmacy and you, and you, you know, you've got less than a million dollars, you don't qualify otherwise for the credit and you started after uh, February 15th, um, you know, you certainly uh, could get up to $100,000 from this credit. Uh, you obviously have to have employees. Right. Um, so the it's, it's calculated based off the employees capped at the $50,000 mark there. 
And I, I have a question. I know recently uh, with some changes that were going on with the IRS, the Inf- Inflation Reduction Act, that there were going to be a lot of money being allocated to the audits. Have you heard anything new mm-hmm. about how that's going to impact in the future the uh, amount of funding that the IRS is getting to do audits and things like that as far as for those who've already applied for the ER- ERC? <clears throat> Yeah, in fact, that's that's a good update because we're we're seeing a lot of chatter in the tax world that the IRS is shifting resources, they are shifting um, training, and they are starting to really dig down into these employee retention tax credit audits. Um, in the tax world, there has been a lot of concern here about these employee retention tax credit pop-up shops, if you will, these ERC mills. Um, qualifying companies all over, uh, blanket qualifying companies that they qualify um, with this credit. And that's concerning because um, they, you know, these mills are really, they want these fees that they're going to collect 15, 20, 25% of the credit amount. Um, and they're not really acting in your best interest. They're going to close their doors and then, you know, they're done and they've, they've collected their monies. And when you get audited down the road, two, three years from now, they won't even be around. So uh, it's a big concern in the tax world community. The IRS is starting to pick up on this as well. And so they are shifting resources. We're gonna start seeing audits really come down uh, on this uh, tax credit um, in the coming years. In fact, they did, Congress extended the statute of limitations for audits in this area uh, in in the the laws they passed. So there'll be a lot of audits down the road. So you just want to be really careful here, especially if you're doing that partial shutdown, which we talked about in that previous podcast episode. Yeah, I think the main takeaway here is that remember that even if someone reaches out to you to contact you about the possibility of you qualifying for these credits, you as the business owner are signing and attesting to what the information that you're putting out there. So in a couple of years, if you're audited and have an issue with this, those people that reached out to you are probably going to have closed shop and be gone. And your name is the one that's yep. on the forms. So it will be up to you to, to deal with that. And a couple other things to be, to consider for the recovery startup. If you, um, to qualify, you need to, if you own multiple pharmacies, you know, you have to look at all your pharmacies as a group here with uh, qualifying as a uh, startup. Yeah. So, you know, if you're multiple pharmacies, you're pro you know, you're, and you're, uh, control over those pharmacies, uh, you're probably going to be over the million dollar receipts there. So you're going to have to look at qualifying the traditional way for the ERC. Um, and um, so, and also if you uh, purchased a pharmacy, um, there could be some uh, unique um, issues you need to look at there to, to determine whether you qualify with a purchase or a stock purchase, asset purchase of this of uh, your pharmacy after um, that February 15 2020 period so um, need to look into that with your professionals as well and keep those in mind so um, I think we kind of jumped straight into the bottom line portion uh, <laughs> and uh, I would just say with the startups and in, in general after we released the last podcast I got a we got a phone call like minutes after it was right released and, and the pharmacy owner said listen i'm getting contacted by so many people and i've read the rules myself and there's no way i qualify but they all telling me to apply anyway um so you know it's the wild wild west out there right this second 
but um, like you said, they're, they're getting ready to audit these things. So just be prepared. And like you said, Bonnie, you're the one signing in the pharmacy yes. industry in general. Um, a lot of pharmacies increased in revenue during that time, and most did not they shut did. down. That's in general. So that's my bottom line. Yeah. That's the, yeah. In general, most pharmacies didn't qualify for the, the rules under the original rules. But startups, maybe, maybe some can fit in there. Startups, bottom line here is if you're a startup um, and you're paying employees in that third quarter 21, fourth quarter 21, you got less than a million, you open the doors after 215, 2020, um, you know, you certainly absolutely should be looking in, into this, especially if you had to drop in gross receipts of your traditional pharmacy. Uh, keeping in mind the controlled group rules and all your pharmacies as a whole, you have to consider that with these um but the partial shutdown, like we said, is is going to be a stretch. And if you do qualify in the partial shutdown, it's most likely going to be right when COVID started. And you're talking about probably a short period of time. The money's not going to be worth the effort and the audit risk. Plus, you had PPP wages that you were probably um, using those wages for PPP, which is going to kick out a lot of the wages for the ERC. So it's just, it's just going to be a stretch for that uh, partial shutdown. That sounds like the bottom line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we wrap that up. And if you got questions, throw them in the queue or uh, the chats, whatever, um, because this one came from a question and we love questions. So we appreciate everybody listening um, and we'll see you guys next time. Your accounting is a mess. There's no need for you to stress. Go online and request from the.